0: Show. All right, on three, say okay. the thing you hated most about Iron Fist. One, two, three. The Shitty writing. script. Oh, yes. <laughs> Thank you. All right, toast. Okay, I'm drinking this. now. You want to fight? We'll give you a fight. Welcome to Fightcast, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to another episode of Fightcast. How are we all doing? I hope you're all doing better than we are because we have to dredge up awful memories of perhaps the biggest letdown in the entire Marvel Cinematic Netflixy universe: Iron Fist. Um, fuck. Yeah, where where yes. do we Where do we start with Iron Fist? Audience, if you saw Iron Fist, and by the way, don't listen to this episode if you haven't listened to Iron Fist. We haven't spoiled there, anything else. There
1: will be spoilers in this episode, just FYI, if you yeah. haven't watched it. Honestly, it's worth watching just to get the pre-defenders is. kind of information. I there hate to say There is a yeah. lot
0: of stuff that they go through. Th- 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 that is true. There is some useful context yeah. buried in there. Somewhere,
1: but there is well, honestly, you could read the Wikipedia and probably, probably get yeah, yeah. all the information you need. But um, if you plan on watching Defenders, I would I, recommend slogging through Iron Fist, and
0: that's what this was. It was a slog. I mean, because we've we've shotgunned Netflix series before. Oh we? gosh,
1: the other Daredevil series, yep. Jessica Jones, Luke, Luke Cage.
0: Cage, Luke Cage. Before we came out here to Seattle, we marathoned Luke Cage yeah. while we were packing, and it was just we were wrapped with attention. And yeah, it was, it was amazing. This, however, felt like a goddamn chore. We
1: had to force ourselves to get through it, because yeah. there was just no Because we just
0: wanted it to be over. We, I, I just, because, yeah. and, we, and we could tell, like, three to four episodes in. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, it's anyway, not going anywhere. So I, I feel like, okay, I feel like we need to set some context here. So, ladies and gentlemen, if you have not listened, uh, if Watch. you have not listened, if you have not watched Iron Fist you yet, I took just a listen. shot before we started, anyway. <laughs> uh, if you have not watched Iron Fist yet, go and see Iron Fist. Power through it. I know it's hard. Come back to us and then play this episode again,
1: or just listen to us bitch for forty-five minutes. Either way,
0: you could do that. You know, if you, if you don't care, you don't care, and that's completely okay. So, um, the but the character Iron Fist, um, is uh, Danny Rand in the Marvel Universe. Da- uh, the the backstory behind Danny Rand is that he was lost, I believe it was originally like a camping trip or something like that, or some kind of expedition in the Himalayas or something like that. What people do for fun. Yeah, exactly. So rich heir of a multi-million dollar family gets stranded in in the Himalayas or something like that. Tony Stark
1: with no alcohol.
0: Basically, yes. (laughs) Oh, yeah, like a much less interesting version of Tony Mm -hmm. Stark. Uh, So he's found by some monks of a mysterious Chinese order, Chinese-esque order, it's not exactly Chinese anyway
1: Chinese Nepalese China would say yeah. they're Chinese so yeah
0: you, <laughs> mm-hmm. anyway uh, so uh, get, gets gets rescued by these monks is brought up in the ways of Gong Fu and uh, becomes the Iron Fist who is uh, the immortal
1: a, weapon Iron
0: Fist the immortal weapon Iron Fist and, and, and the, uh, the, the comic has traditionally been called the immortal Iron Fist uh, 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 he is the character of Danny Rand in the comics is m- most often matched up with Luke Cage. They had a series together for a long time. They're best called- friends. Yes, exactly. They were hero- heroes for hire. Is their mm-hmm. is their whole thing. Um, so. Th- Point is he can uh, he, he he can focus Channels chi his, yeah. and energy into his fists and I think feet too in the comics I don't I don't know exactly but the point is he can use this to do awesome stuff defeat evil all good that puncher. kind of shit
1: I have to say that I went into the show knowing absolutely nothing about Danny Rand yes. except he's a white guy who probably shouldn't be white now that it's 2017 who can punch roll good.
0: The, yeah, okay, um, that's true. That's true. I, I got no problem necessarily with him being a white guy, but then really? again, I am also a white guy. Well, because mm-hmm. Danny Rand in the comics is white. True. And did they However, have a chance to not go that route? Sure. Did they take that opportunity? No.
1: Well, and and this is a conversation for a different podcast for sure, that for sure. should be had elsewhere. But, you know, I do want to make the point that uh, back when Iron Fist was created, the idea of uh, the white savior... You know, going to a foreign land and becoming the uh, uh, the only person who can save the land. Yeah. It's sort or, of a or, trope that I feel just isn't as right. And so there is a little part of me that wishes that it was an Asian-American Rand family that sent their Asian-American... You know, still completely out of place because he doesn't speak yeah. Chinese, but...
0: You could have had that culture shock of him being an American and a... Not quite, you know, in, yeah. in, in a very foreign place, and I think I think that they they even said that the intention was to try and highlight how much of an outsider Danny Rand is. Yeah, that's true. If they would have carried that forward at all in the narrative, I would have believed that. But the point is,
1: so instead we get Finn Jones.
0: So we get Finn Jones, who, as you all know, is Loras Terrell, the Knight of the Flowers from Game of Thrones. That
1: was Loras Terrell. Was <coughs>
0: Loras Tyrell? Uh. <laughs> Green fire
1: I have to, and something interesting I think is that they cast an actor who had zero martial arts experience yep and you could tell well <laughs> they only gave him three weeks of training and that three weeks of pre-shooting training yeah. was half spent on weight training and half spent on learning martial arts which is. To do, you've learned martial arts. In fact, uh, uh, in no, 30- no
0: I, I'm uncomfortable with saying that I have learned quote unquote martial arts. Well, I have studied in a couple of martial arts, I'm decently proficient in them, but I'm not gonna say that I have, you know, learned enough to say, Oh, I totally know. No, no, all no. Of the-
1: but how long did you spend learning kendo at your dojo? Well, at
0: Kenjutsu, I studied, Sorry. you know, it's, it's all good, common, it's fine. But, like, um, I, I, I've I been studying that, you know, on and off for a long time, going on a decade now.
1: Okay, so I would I would feel comfortable saying that you have learned a martial art. Okay. And, you know, your third week in, do you feel like your third week into learning kinjitsu, you would have been able to portray the greatest kinjitsu fighter to ever have lived?
0: Like No doubt t- the me at the time would have thought so, but fuck no.
1: Not only that, but... Before they had to shoot the fight scenes, Finn Jones said in an interview that he was only given 15 minutes really? to learn the choreography.
0: 15 minutes to learn choreo before they shot. That yes. is That is, 15 that is criminal. 15 minutes
1: to learn choreo for a martial art that he had zero ex- well very little experience mm. with. About Eighties. zero experience with. So as much as I really want to blame Finn Jones i I feel like we don't even get the chance to blame him because the production team was so inept when it came to the fighting yeah. that there's there's no good to point your finger you the,
0: the, the the entire series felt rushed the entire yeah, se- yeah. It, it felt uh- and, and it's hard sometimes. Which because, is ironic
1: because it's the series that was pushed back and pushed back yeah, and pushed back. it really almost.
0: was. And you'd think that they would have had enough time to kind of square away the details. But it seems like out of the Netflix Marvel series we've gotten so far, this one seemed like an afterthought almost. Mm-hmm. At least the amount of effort that was put in. I don't know if they couldn't find the right people. I, I would love to see a documentary, read a book or something like that about the production mm-hmm you know, process of this, you know, property. But unfortunately, Marvel, all we got is what you gave us, so we're going to have to go with that. So, um, You know,
1: and I would feel comfortable saying that this is the weakest of all of the
0: Marvel properties. Clearly.
1: And I've seen Agents of (laughs) S.H.I.E.L.D.
0: Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Season 1, at least, I mean, it was weak for a lot of reasons, but at least, you know, it had some relevant bits to it. Well. A- anyway, Okay, so, like, let's, let. The, as far as the Netflix series go, the rough plot synopsis is that Danny Rand comes back from being in uh, the magical, extra-dimensional city of Kunlun.
1: Somehow gets through the Which airport. is
0: mispronounced every single time. It's, it's pronounced differently every single time. Anyway.
1: No, 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 they always say Kunlun, don't he they? He started
0: off saying Kunlun, and then he kind of gradually shifted into saying Kunlun. Oh, God. I don't even... <laughs> D- I, again, n- no Chinese person was I just consulted. Say, I thought it was
1: funny that they started with this joke that "oh, he's barefoot." But if you think about that, how did he uh,
0: New York City get okay. on a
1: plane? Like nobody, <sighs> even martial artists have a special type of shoe that they wear to do their like Shaolin monks have shoes. Like- I don't get the barefoot. Thing. Even
0: then, okay, $2 in some foreign bodega in Kathmandu or something like that can get you a pair of fucking jellies. Right.
1: And and yeah. the reason that that bothers me so much is that it's clearly something only done as a joke. It's yeah. clearly something only done to make him look like an outsider. Yeah. And it has no bearing on any, any sort of reality within the world that they've built. Obviously, reality yeah. is a bit out the window as far as our world, but. It doesn't even make sense in the Marvel universe for yeah. him to do this stupid thing. And then he continues doing stupid thing after stupid thing.
0: I mean, okay, so, yeah. <laughs> Ooh, yes, yeah, so. You're absolutely right. I mean, pot kettle black here. But, okay, so. I, First off, being barefoot in New York City, they they treated this as if he's he, got like, so many
1: herpes on his feet.
0: Probably yes, but but people treat this as he walks into the Rand Corporation headquarters at the start of episode one. Mm-hmm. Like okay, let's okay, don't start us off in fucking Kunlun. Don't start us off as he's maybe becoming the Iron Fist. Let's not don't start with you know anything that's relevant, let's start with him walking back into New York City, zero mm-hmm. context, into the Rand Corporation building, and barefoot, and first off, everybody treats him like he's got some kind of growth on his head or something like that because he's mm-hmm. barefoot. This, this is New York. This is New York well, City. I'm just saying. You're right, it's
1: New York, but these people would probably also, I mean, God, we live yeah. in Seattle, they would have experiences with homeless mm-hmm. people in the area, probably yeah. homeless people who may have some sort of yep. mental
0: illnesses. Again, One dollar. You can get a fucking pair of jellies at a bodega.
1: Well, (laughs) right. But I think everyone treating him like he is a crazy person who needs to leave is pretty on par with how they would treat any barefoot homeless person who walked in and said, I own the building. The
0: the sense that I got, and, and please, Kirsten, correct me if I'm wrong on this one, but the sense that I got from minute one of this series that, ooh, this is awkward, and it doesn't stop being awkward.
1: Yeah. Um... I think it's very interesting that apparently Danny Rand has spent decades, yeah. or a decade, I guess I don't know how, anyways, spent a long time uh, learning how to be a monk, and then learning how to be a warrior, and, and then take becoming this the be- Iron Fist, yeah. yeah, yes, and taking the test to become the Iron Fist, and he's so naive, his only purpose is to be a warrior, protecting the city of Kun Lun, Yeah, and... And he's an idiot, and he's yes. naive, and he he only sees the good in people. And it's like, if you have been trained all your life to fight the Hand, which is a very deceptive, underhanded organization, as we've seen <laughs> under-handed.
0: In... Sorry, we're going to get to the Hand in a second, but yeah.
1: <laughs> but as we've seen in other series, you know, they're very deceptive. The fact that the one big defender against, huh. against the Hand is so naive about people having underhanded methods... It just, it, yeah. it doesn't mesh. It's bad writing. It's such bad writing. Okay,
0: as somebody who just recently read Dune again, like, you can you can do the, I mean, Frank Herbert, I feel like, did the outsider messiah thing. I mean, he obviously deconstructed it quite a bit, you know, mm. but I mean, he did it in a way that didn't make the protagonist completely unlikable. At every turn, mm. every single turn, Danny Rand is even in moments where we're clearly supposed to be feeling for him, you know, when he's stuck in the the, the mental uh, ward, the, the psych yeah. ward, which is just like, okay, for, first off, why? That felt like a whole bunch of wasted time for me. You
1: can't exactly uh, commit someone against their will like that. That's not how it works. Yeah,
0: Clockwork Orange. Sorry, not Clockwork Orange. Different Kubrick. Uh, one flew over the cuckoo's <laughs> nest.
1: <laughs> Gee, well... <laughs> <laughs>
0: Shot of shitty rum before this. Give me a break. But like, one flew over the cuckoo's nest. That bears very little resemblance into how psych wars are run today. Right, you know? like, and so
1: I think uh, I they may have touched on it a bit. Like you're allowed, they're allowed. They're allowed to hold you for like 48 hours, and then yeah. after that, it has to be your choice. And, and even so- then, only
0: if you're a danger to yourself or others. Like. Uh, right. It, 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 it doesn't doesn't there have to be that certain criteria? I am not to... qualified
1: enough to make that statement. However, Neither am I. Yeah. They would not be able to just say, "Oh no, 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 no! You're still kind of crazy. We can hold you." No, they would say, "This guy yeah. is kind of weird, but you know what? He's just going to get released on the streets, and that's going to be his life because that's Ab- our country." <laughs> Abso-
0: yeah. Thank you, Ronald Reagan. Anyway, uh, but even in moments like this. Even in moments where we're supposed to be feeling for him, you know, Mm -hmm. where, like, oh, he's in this shitty situation. I could not have cared less about Danny fucking Rand, you know? And that's not to even mention, like, when he's in a martial arts setting, like, when we finally meet Colleen Wing, who, Mm -hmm. like, okay. So, anyway. Uh, so (laughs) Colleen
1: Wing, uh, in the comics, is a character called the Daughter of the Dragon. Yep. Who actually teams up with a character from Luke Cage. Do you remember her name? Power sh- uh the- Misty
0: Knight?
1: Yes, Misty Knight. Thank Misty you. Misty Knight was amazing. Yeah. Um, Misty Knight and Colleen Wing are a duo, the dot and they uh like get together, fight crime, do awesome, yeah. badass, like slightly exploitation, but in a more empowering way, the way Luke Cage was. I
0: would have paid good money. To see 12 episodes of that. Yeah. Give me that, Netflix. And
1: instead we pay $12 a month to get yes. Iron Fist.
0: <laughs> so, all right. So moving on to Colleen Wing here. So Co- Colleen Wing, uh, just to show how unlikable Danny Rand is, Colleen Wing uh, kind of gives him refuge after he escapes from this uh, psych ward and it becomes his kind of... Uh, I hate to say sidekick, but they treat it like a sidekick. Well, I
1: would would say that, yeah, sidekick works. However, Slash
0: love interest, slash... And and
1: it's very much, she hates him and doesn't trust him. Okay, makes sense. He's acting like a crazy person. She hates him and doesn't trust him. She hates him and doesn't trust him. He gets locked in a psych ward. She hates him and doesn't trust him. He breaks out and just randomly shows out. She hates him, but doesn't trust him, but lets him stay. Yeah, Like, and then... There's a scene where he brings a restaurant to her. Okay,
0: alright, this needs some This needs some setting up because we got Rosario Dawson in the mix with this one too. Alright, so uh, uh, all right. Rosario Dawson's character, Claire Temple, has been in every single Marvel Netflix property yet. She has. And she's been given amazing fleshing out. She's a very three-dimensional character. She's very much like a, uh, okay, what the fuck are you guys doing? Kind of like mm-hmm. outside-in look on all these super people. Yeah. And she grounds the series quite a lot. And I think Rosaria Dawson is an amazing actress. In this one, um, we find her... uh, If you paid attention to the very last episode of Luke Cage, you saw that she saw an ad for Colleen Wing's dojo. She was going to go train and Mm -hmm. become proficient in fighting and everything like that, so she's not defenseless or anything. Um, And then we find her training with colleen wing so
1: basically we have a dojo owner doing a private lesson with a student a dojo yes. owner who has said several times how much they really need the money yes so giving a private lesson to a student he walks in i've brought you dinner yeah, nope it can't. unannounced yeah it can't wait 30 minutes until yeah. after your lesson and she that says your case this it's in the script yeah yeah it's uh I am a very, very threatening guy who comes to you, barges in, brings people, yeah. brings things, and forces you into yeah. a dinner. It's so Awkward like and rude. It's yeah, it's a little
0: like and we're, and we're supposed to uh, believe we're supposed to believe that Danny Rand has been raised. For the past decade and some change, in a monastery where all they do is practice martial arts and prepare to, do, you know, to 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 defend this magical mystical realm against an outside threat and everything, you'd think it would be very serious and that you'd have serious martial discipline drilled into and you. And
1: yet, he's not able to tell when he's acting a little little rapey
0: a little bit i mean only just recently before this scene did she become only just on sort of good terms with him like and not even like good terms still like, like i'll tolerate you and you can crash for the night at my place kind of right. because you're literally on the street and
1: then thing. they go out and kill a handful of people and suddenly they're madly in love I, and it's <sighs> so ham-fistedly bad
0: it is it really is and of course you find out why she suddenly fell for him although she 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 was we're not even there yet (laughs) we're we're, we're not even there yet can i tell all right can i tell you the thing that pissed me off the most about him in that dojo is all right so she's conducting a class Mm -hmm. yes and she has to i think go take care of something and all her students are lined up and one of her students is like joking around and mouthing off and that kind of thing who apparently i guess he's supposed to be her best
1: student uh,
0: anyway but like
1: he's also a 17 year old kid just making jokes with his friends yeah, when the teacher's gone
0: absolutely and so danny rand comes in and he decides he's he's all hot shit and everything uh, you know literally puffs his chest out i saw finn jones puffing his fucking chest did out. did his
1: feathers go all a ruffle?
0: Oh, i bet they fucking did um, and so, like, he starts to give a speech about how this is a place of discipline and you need to take this seriously, which, if that's all he did, mm-hmm. that wouldn't stick in my cross so much. But he, like, the student makes another smart-ass remark or something like that, and then he fucking takes a kendo shinai, a mm-hmm. fucking bamboo practice sword, spins around and fucking hits him in the fucking ankle with it and floors him. Yeah. You know, potentially breaking his ankle, potentially injuring him severely. Like, we don't well, know. Like,
1: Although there's a part of me that didn't mind that scene as much because, uh, uh, granted, we didn't see any of it, but, but yeah. let's assume that that's the kind of training that uh, Danny Rand would have gone through ever <laughs> since he was a kid. Y- so yeah. there's a chance that he sees a dojo... He sees Colleen Wing honestly trying to turn these kids into good warriors, not just a fun belt farm like you find, but like an actual dojo, he might think, oh, this is how it's supposed to be. Well, I'm just going to step in for a second. Yeah.
0: I mean, you think so. Her
1: not, her still treating him like an ally after that, after he attacked one of her students. Yeah,
0: interrupted her class. Act like a teacher in her class, which even if... Please, listeners, if those of you who are in the martial arts, you know that even another sensei or teacher or sifu or whatever is visiting your class, they do not usurp the place of the sifu or sensei or teacher who is teaching that class. Right. At the very least, they they understand that, okay, this teacher is instructing this class and I'm not Mm going to go ahead... And start just undermining them. He does exactly that. And by the way, the, the, the extent of the training that we see him taking on in Kunlun, in terms of like the very few flashbacks we get, are him sitting on the floor and being beaten by sticks wielded by a bunch of angry looking Chinese men around him. I mean, we're, of course, we're not going to give them speaking roles or anything like that. But like, we're we don't see him <laughs> taking any training. We don't see him having a lecture from his old Sifu in mm-hmm. a flashback or anything like that. It, I had myself wondering, like, where are all the fucking flashbacks to his training at Kunlun? We didn't yeah. get nearly any of them. But you'd think he would have known better. And another thing that, that that demonstrates this that is most egregious is D- Danny Rand is in uh, Colleen Wing's dojo. I think he's waiting waiting for her or something like that. Um and he's you know kind of biding his time and everything and he, he he happens upon her sword her katana which she just casually carries around like it's cool but then again never mind this is a Marvel series I got I gotta just let that she's one slide also a member
1: of the hand she has ah, reason to spoilers! believe that she yes. may be attacked at exactly, exactly. yeah but fuck nobody that. cares she's a member of the, the hand it. who cares God there that's all you it. need to know for defenders yes
0: she's actually a <laughs> member of the hand or a faction of the hand continued. or whatever so anyway so he finds her sword. And, like, here's the thing. I have marveled and appreciated and feasted my eyes upon many a sore that has been hanging on the wall in my dojo Mm -hmm. that I train at. I have never once taken one off the shelf, taken one off the rack... Taken it out and started just fucking swishing well, it around, like
1: and, and see these uh, points. These points are things that would be very annoying in our world, but I think those are the times when we have to remember that Danny Rand is an outsider. Yes, yes, you but know. No, he, no, no. No, no. Let me finish. Okay, okay. He came from a place that had you know one dojo, one fighting style, one you know school to learn. If somebody else came in and started you know uh, berating the students. Well, the students would still have to learn because most likely that person graduated from the same school. Yeah, I I feel like an outsider coming to the dojo, that's one of those places where Danny Rand doesn't understand how real life works. I feel like that is a better example of that than the shoes thing. Uh, Yeah, that's Um, true. true. I, I feel like some of those do fall into the him not knowing how to behave in our world. Same with him touching the sword. Obviously, that... Is a bit more egregious, but you know, there's a chance that since he's the hand, he doesn't use weapons. He very vocally
0: doesn't use weapons. You mean he's the Iron Fist?
1: Jesus, yes.
0: Yeah. yeah. Um, wow, I
1: hate the show. Yeah, uh, I know, right? Because he is the Iron Fist, there's a chance that in his dojo, there were just a bunch of weapons that they kept everywhere, and you could grab one if you wanted to train with one, but it's in the dojo, so it's a little bit fair yeah. game to grab and play with.
0: That's true. That's true. And I think that m- myself, as a protect mm-hmm. practitioner, and that kind of respect and discipline being kind of drilled into us a little bit, I- I'm coming at it with a certain mm-hmm. amount of bias. Sure. Granted. It did still, and I think that when we were watching it, I threw almost a bit of a fit at the yeah. fact that that had happened. I'm like, no way that any semi-seasoned martial artist would have done that. Any to semi-seasoned another person. Seasoned
1: martial artist who uh, knows about weapons and things. Like, I don't know. I feel like that's one of the very few areas will give the benefit yeah. of the doubt. I just wish that the writing yeah. would have treated it more like Danny Rand is an outsider at that point, rather than the well, I'm gonna be a philanthropist. Aha! Everybody is shocked.
0: Yes, corporate nonsense. Anyway, so wrapping this part of it up, I, I, I get what you're saying. Mm-hmm. I, I completely get what you're saying, and thankfully, uh, Colleen, they, they they threw in a line for Colleen Wing to say. It's like uh, something, something, something. Like, can't I? I di- didn't think I'd see you disrespecting my katana with your whoosha bullshit. <laughs> Which I'm like, okay. That's funny. Thankfully, one of the few jokes we got in this entire one of the few genuinely funny. moments I was going to say one of the few f- funny jokes. I think yes. there are a lot more things. There were a, a lot of attempts. There were a lot of attempts at. Uh, there were a lot of attempts at jokes. Um,
1: now to now to keep kind of on a uh, topic with the podcast itself. Yeah, uh, Colleen Wing's pipe scenes.
0: I felt I felt like okay, her actress clearly was a lot more able than Finn Jones, mm. and I think we got to give her a, a, a lot of a lot of kudos for that you know that she came she came to the plate with a lot more knowledge and she clearly gave a little bit more of a shit mm-hmm. i liked generally the way they treated her fight choreography i felt like i felt like many of her she she she's portrayed as being a practitioner in kenjutsu um uh, or at least to some extent Because, I mean, she calls it a dojo, she doesn't call it uh, some other kind of school. I mean, they call her sensei, so they clearly root her, even though she's Chinese, or at least of Chinese ancestry, they root her in a Japanese martial art, which by itself, no no big deal there. But you can tell that her choreography, when she did use her katana, uh, was probably done by somebody who practiced probably more gundo than actual kinjutsu. You know, okay. Gundo being a Korean sword art that, uh, uses, um, the same weapon, uh, basically the same weapon as Kenjitsu, the katana, but uses it in a way, way different way. And, um, there's a good friend of mine who's a, pra- a practitioner of Gundo who I'd love to get an interview with at some point for this podcast, but you'll have to wait for that eventually. Anyway. So the point is I like how they handled her choreography. It seemed a little bit more natural, I suppose, mm. than Finn Jones's choreography, I wonder if they only gave her 15 minutes as well.
1: Well, um, that I'm not sure on because I could only read interviews. Obviously, they haven't yeah. released any real good production information. Um, but apparently, that uh, cage fighting scene yes. that she yes. had where she was the daughter of the dragon, which yeah. is the worst UFC name, um, mm-hmm. She she got two days to do just that fight. Yep. And uh, she said that she felt like she wasn't as prepared and that it was very grueling because okay. they had... Uh, for her, it was 12-hour days. For Finn Jones, it was 14. Yeah. Um, and she said that during those two days, they did 12 hours of, but of nothing but that fight. I nothing, see. Nothing, nothing, nothing but that fight. And it showed. I mean... It- right. Well, and she said that one of the things that really helped with that was the fact that they had all of these extras cheering her on, and so that kind of aided with the um, emotionally getting into the fight. It's a little bit harder when you're in a storeroom, you know, with no other actors and you only had 15 minutes to learn and I don't know how long they spent shooting things yeah. fights, but yeah. Uh, yeah, I think hers got a little bit more time because she wasn't needed in as many scenes so she could spend more time on each one.
0: Absolutely, and... I, t- to to their credit, I feel like the, the the cage fight scenes that she was in were pretty decently handled. I mean they're supposed to be set piece, you know, fight scenes and I felt like the Choreo it was good it matched the quality of some of the low level fights we saw in daredevil Hmm. you know it had that immediacy to it it had a lot of the the really fast brutal hand-to-hand moves and you and you saw her practicing on a training dummy in her dojo a little bit yeah it looked like a bastardization of a wing chun dummy but again i'm gonna leave that i'm just gonna chalk that up to your expected level of inaccuracy in something about martial arts I dug that. Um, there was one other fight scene that she had where they're in China and she fights with her katana against uh, a, a hand uh, operative or something wielding a tai chi sword, uh, a, a Jin. Mm-hmm. And th- this matchup uh, the, of the katana versus the Jin is one of those classic kind of hard versus soft, internal versus external, flowery versus simple, you know, uh, dich- dichotomic? I, I don't even what the term is but it's one of those fight scenes that present that presents an interesting dichotomy you know where you have maybe um you look at Itman in this you look at the uh the really powerful uh main japanese dude in that movie using a straightforward karate style against uh wing chun that's beautiful i Mm. love that i love to see contrasting styles in this they muddled it so badly yes
1: and, you know, it's hard to tell if that was the writing, if that was the choreographer, or if that was just the little time that they gave them to work it, yeah. but it, it failed. It mm-hmm. unfortunately failed. And I think that um I think that there are a lot of good so, I've, I've kept saying that I feel very bad for Finn Jones. Yeah. Because I don't think he's a terrible actor. And I honestly would have loved to see what he does. And I'm very excited to yeah. see what he does in Defenders, which is going to have a different production team, hopefully a better production team.
0: Better script too, hopefully.
1: Yes. And I, I just feel like a lot of the blame is getting thrown at him. Yeah, true. When, you know, why didn't they hire a stunt double? Good Lord, Iron Fist wears a mask. Why did they not hire a stunt double who was very, very uh, experienced yeah. in martial arts, in hand-to-hand combat, and and just have the guy wear a mask? I you'd
0: think so. You'd think so, right? That would have been the obvious choice, right? But they didn't even do that. I, I, oh. It,
1: Daredevil did it. Daredevil wore a more iron fist like, yeah. iron fist like uh, costume in the first season than Iron Fist did.
0: Absolutely, and, and th- this is th- this is a comic book geek thing that kind of gets me. All right, so in both seasons of Daredevil and in Luke Cage and in Jessica Jones, you at least had a moment of. Okay, we're gonna do a shout out where we at least have the character's costume or something that looks like the yeah. character's comic costume. Like Luke Cage had that moment where he escaped from prison and he puts all the stuff that and he has finds the in somebody's power armor. Yeah, he's got the power, power man, man
1: uh, shackles and headbands. and the yellow shirt and everything Kai. like that. And he,
0: he says, "Like you look like a goddamn fool" or something like that. you know. <laughs> you have that moment. You have Jessica Jones being shown her jewel costume and like, isn't this awesome? And she's like, ugh, no," and and not, she's right. Uh, no, not <laughs> once. Do we see Danny Rand in any form of his Iron Fist costume yeah. we don't see anything teased about it we don't even see it done in jest no, we don't it's, see- a,
1: it's a silly costume so I'll be real if he came on there yeah, with the green and yellow it would have been a little bit funny I, uh, but they couldn't even put the bandana on and that's uh, yeah, so it makes zero sense it would have been so much easier for them if they had done it
0: I am convinced that that would not have been the most ridiculous thing in the series had they tried to do that yeah. because like for, it, less it, corporate espionage more superhero suits. Right. Tangentially, this is a good segue to lead into the hand here because, mm. um, so at one point, Iron Fist is brought to uh, the compound of uh, Colleen's uh, sensei named Bakudo, mm-hmm. who doesn't look Japanese at all, but whatever. I'm gonna let that slide. So he shows Danny Rand a film reel from 1945 in China, and oh, it yeah. and, it, and it shows and it shows like this is what th- th- this is what you are and everything, and it's this really great kind of found footage cryptic reel of uh, an Iron Fist really fucking going at it. And, like, there's yeah. a bunch of Chinese soldiers and shit like that, and they're, like, all getting fucking laid to waste, and you can tell that he's directing the Iron Fist energy into both his hands, mm-hmm. and the choreography looks awesome, and you can tell even from a distance that he's wearing a variation of the Iron Fist costume. The found footage was a better Iron Fist than I. Yes, Fist. <laughs> it was! Yes, it was! And, oh, God, I... Okay, we're... we're, we're, we're we're not going to spend, we're not going to have enough time in this episode for every single little nitpicky thing that we hate, but I have to bring up the hand. Okay, the hand was set up as being this unbeatable, undead, mysterious, ninja death cult Terrifying. In, in, in Daredevil in, Season 2.
1: Yes, when they attacked the hospital, that was terrifying genuinely terrifying that was yes. absolutely horrifying the fact that it was able to be covered up they were bad she lost her job because it wouldn't like it yeah it was terrifying in a good way yeah
0: and they're like they found one of them afterwards like oh he's got an autopsy scar on him which means he was definitely dead at some point like mm-hmm. holy shit i was terrified of the hand they did to the hand they nerfed the hand did. in this series. And I it, it's one of the things that I am the most mad about. Madam Gao
1: wasn't as intimidating as yes. she was in other seasons, and that's one of the reasons why I can't blame Finn Jones for how poorly Iron Fist was portrayed yep. because Madame Gao
0: Madam was who we, bad. If, if you remember but we've seen her in other, yeah. yeah,
1: we've seen her in other uh yep. series where she has been a very imposing and terrifying and calculating and cold figure absolutely. in absolutely she was like she acted like your Chinese aunt who is a
0: little bit kooky. She just or she was always scary. disappointed in you. Yeah, yeah. She wasn't scary. They, they it's, it's like when you show the monster too much in a monster movie, it takes the yeah. fear out of the monster. And That's then, why you don't show Jaws. Right. goddammit.
1: it! And so uh, Madame Gao is incapacitated, and we get Bakudo in and. You know, I, I made this point that up until the por- part where Colleen Wing gets kidnapped, I honestly can't determine why Bakudo's the bad guy. Because he hadn't done anything that was bad. Like, he took over for Madame Gao. Madame Gao yeah. was obviously evil, but he said, hey... You know, not all the hand is like that. We're just kind of here doing our thing. Yeah. He took in underprivileged kids, and he gave them a place and a purpose. Yeah. Very he was... cult
0: leader, I guess, but benevolent cult leader, and, I suppose.
1: Well, yeah. And even the cult, like, they were allowed to go and leave their own lead their own lives. And, like, Colleen Wing was doing her own thing yeah. and had her own beliefs. But it's not like he... I just him kidnapping Colleen Wing and then like having her students bleed her out like was so very oddly out of character for the hand because they had uh, neutered the hand so badly that I honestly didn't understand why they were bad guys until they did that thing. Whereas in every other series, we were like, "Oh, yeah. these are going to be the big ones. Like, this Stick. is almost worse than,
0: yeah. Stick in season two of Darede- Daredevil did a wonderful job telling the story and setting up the hand as some kind of like, oh shit, they're actually kind of like a spooky evil. Like, I, I was more scared of the hand than I was of Hydra. And now they 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 they're comical yeah. almost like they, they bring up the idea that there are these competing factions within the hand and that it's really kind of a splintered kind of group. And I'm like, doesn't that kind of undermine the entire point right. of this scary conspiratorial? I feel evil like there are other of... things that the defenders could be defending uh, from. Jesus Christ! <laughs> right? Um, you know I, we we need we need to. I think the best going back to the fights for a second. I feel like one of the best fights that Danny Rand or Daredevil actually takes uh, sorry Daredevil Jesus I'm thinking of Iron better Fist. series Jesus Christ. Iron Fist So the, the the one of the only fights that Iron Fist actually takes part in in this entire series is against again they're in China and they come up against a guy who's guarding the, the this hand facility who's a drunken fighter He's he he Which
1: he, is one of my favorite styles yes, of martial arts
0: Drunken Fist I'd love to do a series I'd love to do an episode about it at some point It is I don't know about the practical efficacy of Drunken Fist, but God damn it is it fun to watch. Yes. And God damn it is it fun to see somebody who can really choreograph Mm -hmm. Drunken Fist. And they clearly, they must have got somebody who is at least proficient in the style, and because that that Drunken Fist fighter, I'm like, I want to see more of him. I I want to see more of that guy. Because his fight with Danny Rand was all just like, Oh, you need to learn how to predict my movements and everything, and I'm fighting in a very chaotic fashion, and mm-hmm. I'm unpredictable, and and, and 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 you know I'm I'm drinking from my thing, and they had I love that it was right out of a Wuxia film that he was like you know drinking out of his wine gourd constantly even after he's yeah. fighting and you know he D- Danny breaks his wine gourd. and It belonged in like, a better show. It did it, that fight belonged in a better show. I would
1: also say that the uh, uh, the Bride of Seven Spiders, the Bride of yes. Nine Spiders, no. I like, okay. I like her. I like her a lot. Thought,
0: I thought she was a bad stereotype at first. I'm like, oh my god, they're going full fucking yeah, oriental temptress no. stereotype with this. I thought for a second, then I took a look, and, and we actually paused that episode, and you showed me pictures of her comic costume. I'm like, oh shit, that's actually right. what she, she looks a, like She the actually the
1: does dress like a J-Rocker from the early 2000s. Like that, <laughs> That's actually her thing.
0: Yep. Okay. <laughs> and, but, but that fight, though, was just, it was...
1: Yeah, well, okay, but that's also very much what uh, her character does with the poisons and with the messing with your mind and, and the more seduction mental. seduction sort of thing. I, and... I kind of like it when they bring back the martial arts a little bit to bring in someone yeah. who's like, I'm just going to poison you. Yeah. I'm just going to, like, obviously I'm not going to be able to punch the Aaron fist yeah. enough to make him stop. So I'm just going to uh, yeah. secretly inject him with, some bullshit that's going to slow him down and uh, even the playing field. And I... Again, read Dune. That's all over the place. Right. <laughs> it, it just... It's one of those things that I wish it was in a better show. Yeah. Because it was more interesting than the script would allow it to be. Uh,
0: uh, thank you. Perfectly, perfectly said. And, and, and I couldn't have said it better myself. And uh, I'm having... I'm trying to rack my brain for the moments in the fights. That are worth bringing up, but there's just not many of them. There's just not many of th- the choreography still muddled. Like for instance, okay, you lived in China for a little bit. I did. Um, you've also studied some martial arts. As I well. did,
1: but it was Muay Thai. Th-
0: th- this, th- this this is this is also very true. But if you you can really, you can somewhat kind of identify what kind of fighting style somebody has, or at least where it comes from, decently if you saw it right. What fighting style did Danny... What fighting style was Iron Fist trained in? Um, well... It was this vague, nondescript he, mishmash.
1: So, here's the thing. I I wouldn't be able to tell you that, A, because it was poorly done. You could just tell that it didn't work. The way that he moved in some parts was different from the way that he moved in other parts. Um, when I fought, I mostly fought other people who were fighting with my Thai and Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Yep. Um, I believe I fought... Fought a guy who was using karate but that I, I i personally from my experience wouldn't be able to really okay. suss out the differences gotcha. between them um but this was muddled even more than that it, it didn't feel uh unplaceable yeah. because of my lack of knowledge it felt unplaceable because his movements were kind of all
0: over the place <laughs> He has one form that he practices, I guess throughout the entire thing whenever he has downtime he like he 's there and he 's practicing his forms and everything mm-hmm. like that, and which would be great, which would be great context for a series about a martial yeah. arts character. If he was doing something that actually, like, was recognizable. Um, if he was actually... I, it just seemed like a vague... I'm going to wave my hands over here. Is this Tai Chi? Is this Kung Fu? Well, I don't know what the they, fuck they this seem, is. They
1: seem to be taking quite a bit from Tai Chi and then sort of adding in their own stuff. the The form itself is fine. I don't know if you've ever seen a Tai Chi fighter actually fight, but it is a quick, wonderful, and yeah. almost... Elegantly brutal
0: martial arts. I have a lot of respect for Tai Chi. I yeah, have a lot of respect and, for Tai Chi practitioners. And
1: it is also a wonderful meditative tool. Yeah. And so the Tai Chi thing he did, it can't be actual Tai Chi because the, the Iron Fist doesn't do Tai Chi. Yeah. And so if he actually went through the kind of uh, stereotypical slash traditional Tai Chi form that everybody does, it wouldn't quite be right because that's not his martial art. And so they had to make something up I guess so. that... Had that idea, but I don't know. Yeah, I, it was all over the place. It I really don't know, was. It,
0: okay, so we're coming. We're coming to the end of this. I think we're. It's very cathartic. We're getting this off our chest. Like, what are in in brief terms? What are some of the other things that just really stuck in your craw about this series? Um,
1: I have to say, uh, as much as it has very little to do with any fighting, so sorry, it's not, um uh on topic with the podcast. It's
0: all good. I mean, the, the series was not on topic with martial arts anyway.
1: <laughs> the um the corporate espionage s- stuff yeah was very very nonsensical to me as well. Um it's not it, it's not how boards work. It's not how CEOs work. It's not how it's just it's not how so many things work that um It was a little bit frustrating to see people who have no reason to really hate each other suddenly hating each other. You know, Joy Meacham is very much like uh, Trump in that she allies with the last person who's spoken to her. So if the last person she talked to was Danny, suddenly she's on Danny's side. If the last person she talked to was her brother, even if it's only a five-minute conversation with whoever, suddenly she sides with them. I think the last episode, we see her talking to um, Danny's friend from Kunlun. And so now we know that she's going to side with him because, of course, this stranger that she's talked to for five minutes is going to change her mind. And that is very disappointing because we only get two female characters in this show who matter. You know, there's Madame Gao, but she doesn't do much. She spends a lot of this show in uh, imprisoned. And so Joy Meacham and Colleen Wing are kind of the two strong female characters we get. And they're both very neutered for how powerful we're supposed to believe they are.
0: Yep. And, uh... It's just a real pity that uh, Patrick Bateman Jr. Uh, has <laughs> has those back problems and has an opioid addiction subplot that is like, okay, where the fuck did this come from? Yeah, like, okay, a big part of, a big part of the context for this series is that Madame Gao is flooding uh, flooding New York with these super powerful uh, opioids and everything that like apparently make it like the first time every time which as you pointed out would have actually cut down on the amount of overdoses and stuff like that that yeah. people have from yeah it's the like they tried to and... make
1: a statement on the fentanyl problem I that we have right so, now but, but instead did it
0: wrong It's just here's the thing and and i've said this to you before but daredevil season 1 said something Mm. It said something about the idea that when the law fails, what do you do? What do you do when the system that is supposed to protect everybody doesn't protect everybody? Mm-hmm. Jessica Jones said something. It said, the like, okay, this is what women go through, and here's why, first off, you should never tell a woman to just smile because it makes you feel better. Right. Mm. Anyway, that really drove that point home for me. Uh, Luke Cage said something mm-hmm. about the black experience. It said something about... Uh, it, it it says something about Luke Cage's identity. It, say, it, it said something about the current state of race relations in America. Yeah. It had a lot to say. Trayvon Martin was mentioned. Hoodies, that kind of thing. What does this series say? Bill, you what don't
1: understand. This... Rich White Boy was out of place in Asia, even though he was the best Asian of them all. Oh, no. Batman no. begin did that way so much better.
0: Just <laughs> God damn
1: it. Okay, now I have to ask <sighs> because we are wrapping yeah, it up. Yeah. What is one thing about this show that you liked? I feel like there are things in there that deserve to be praised. Yeah, praise something.
0: I gotta praise David Wenham, David wow. Wenham who played Harold Meacham. That guy, if it okay, if for the for those who don't know who David Wenham is, if you've seen Three Hundred, he's the Spartan who lost his eye and has that. Spartan, and he like he he narrated the whole thing. Uh, he was the also voice
1: Faramir in yeah, Lord of the Rings. Faramir, yep,
0: and he uh, he was the voiceover for deadliest warrior, which whatever take that as you will.
1: That I did not know.
0: Yeah, yeah, he was Spartan. Like uh, yeah, anyway, Jesus. so so David Wenham plays Harold Meacham, who uh, Ward Meacham's father pretends to be dead for much of the series until the very end was re- resurrected by the hand and everything like that probably gave the best performance out of anybody overall in this entire series. I mean, he was menacing and you didn't quite know whether he was being nice to you or whether he's planning to kill you. Mm. Was he actually had subtlety and multiple dimensions and it was just I, I wanted to see more of him a little bit, but all at the same time I could tell that they gave him some really terrible lines yeah. and th- that actor was doing the best he could with the lines that he was given. I felt like he was a decent, um, you know, antagonist at, at at the very least. I just, uh, you know, he was
1: also Obadiah Stane from Iron Man. Yes, basically. You know, and I, I I wish that they kind of tried to divorce themselves from the Iron Man one plot because Mm, it's, it, it was that exactly, you know? It,
0: it, it is, you know. A good person, hero, who works within the soulless corporate machine and turns it good and everything like mm. that. It's been done. Tony Stark did that. Mm-hmm. Robert Downey Jr. did that better. Way, like, uh, yeah. It That actually carried weight to it. I, I felt like that was that was okay. I mean, I I really like Madame Gao's actress. i really like to go back and try and find some films that she was in at some point because oh, yeah. I feel like there's... There's some real talent there. Finn Jones, I recognize that he's a talented actor. Um, uh, Colleen Wing, her, her actress, I could definitely tell that her, you know, th- th- there was something there. Um, okay. So I gotta say that that it, it was not enough to salvage the series for me, but it was definitely at least worthwhile as far as that went. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. For me, um, as far as
1: things I liked about the show, I honestly liked the Colleen Wing everything that she was a part of there were a couple of things that she did that annoyed me that were very much writing issues you know how quickly she fell for Danny Rand but I feel that if they had cut out the uh, unfortunately it gets rid rid of David Wenham but I feel like if they had cut out all of the corporate bullshit you know who runs the business who cares you know if they had gotten rid of all of that and uh, the bigger side plot would have been Colleen Wing and this dojo and yeah. her students um, giving us a little bit more on her. Giving a little bit of time maybe for yeah. their relationship to grow. I, I, I really liked her and I wanted to see more of her. And the reason that the relationship made zero sense and pissed me off was because we just didn't get enough time with them to see that happen. Yep. And so... I'm hoping that her and Misty Knight get a big part in The Defenders.
0: Please.
1: Even if they're just the sidekicks. Yeah. Or if they start their own series Punisher style. That would be the shit. That would be wonderful. Again, I
0: would watch 12 episodes of that. Yeah. Um, Maybe even 13. Yeah. So, uh, listeners, please comment uh, on the post on this. I'm going to make a post in the Facebook group, obviously. But uh, please uh, let us know uh, what did you like? What did you find salvageable about this series? Uh, What did you hate? Did you hate something that we haven't mentioned? Uh, If so, please let us know. What did you think of
1: the fighting, especially? Yeah.
0: you Yeah. I, I, I again I can't help but think that if only they would have just spent a little bit more time. A well, little bit a little bit more effort but practicing here's, the choreography. Here's
1: the thing and the hopes for defenders. Yes. Now Finn Jones he knows he's iron fist. He's got this time. I know I think they've started filming. In fact, I'm pretty sure they've started production. Yeah. Um but he has more time in between shows to work on that. Hopefully he'll be working with a better production team. That would be nice. Um obviously uh, Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, Daredevil, they all got more than 15 minutes to yeah. do their fight scenes. Yeah. Um, so here's to hoping that Finn Jones really gets to shine in Defenders. I,
0: I hope so, too. I hope they really kind of... I'm hoping for Defenders to rehabilitate... Danny Rand as a character, because right now, I just, I don't give a goddamn about him. He
1: could die in the first episode of Def- In fact, he could die off camera before Defenders starts, and I don't think I would feel heartbroken.
0: Neither would I. I mean, bring Punisher in to fill the gap, and we'll be okay. You know, <laughs> uh, I am looking forward to Defenders, though. Uh, oh, heavily, yeah. uh, I cannot wait for that. I, I hope that they can rehab the hand as well. And so the hand will end yeah. up being scary again. Uh, that would be super nice. But uh, so listeners, uh, please look forward to our episode because there will be one once Defenders comes out because Ooh-hoo. we're going to binge the fuck out of it. Well,
1: hopefully we'll binge it and we won't slog through it. I guess I'm... It won't be a
0: slog. I don't think I'm it's going to be a slog like I'm not like making any was.
1: predictions. I've been burned now.
0: <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, when watching a show feels like a... When, when watching a Marvel show feels like a chore to you...
1: That's a fucking
0: tip right there. When you there. think to
1: yourself, do I want to watch the new Netflix Marvel series, or do I want to put on a rerun of The Great British Baking Show? There is a problem. Yes,
0: there is There's definitely a problem there. So anyway, the problem uh, is soggy bottoms. <laughs> the problem is always soggy bottoms. <laughs> also, overbake things. You know, Don't underbake it. Overbake it if you want to. Um, Anyways,
1: thank you so much for listening. Yeah,
0: thank you very much. We'll have a new episode for you in two weeks. Thank you so much. Uh, Please uh, control your center to uh, borrow a phrase from uh, Boards and Swords and uh, take care of each other. Bye. Thanks for listening. Now go forth and conquer.